0: Welcome to the West Side Gathering Podcast, and thanks for making the time to learn and grow with us. Here, you'll find teaching from our live Sunday gatherings. After the message, we'll say a little more about our church and how you can connect. But for now, let's jump right in.
1: So good to to see you. I know we have a whole bunch of guests here today, which is wonderful. Good to meet you. Good to be present in the same place today. I know some of you come to celebrate with friend or family, or maybe you just showed up today and you're like, whoa, what's happening here? Uh, So we're we're having a fun day. uh, My name's David. I'm the pastor here, and uh, it's been just wonderful to see some of our team and others just participate in our gathering, and I'm very excited for what happens next. So today is a unique day because we have six people getting baptized, and we're going to celebrate with them. And be present with them. If you're a guest here, you might wonder, uh, you know, do we do this every week? We do this when the time comes to do it. So this week we're doing it, and we're grateful. But normally we we transition into a time where we teach from the scriptures and um, share the, the core message of the gospel. Um, often reading from scriptures, learning from scriptures. In fact, next week we're starting a brand new series called Relational Optics: How we view uh, the person right in front of us and how that impacts our relationships. And Uh, The scriptures give us such a, a great view of what it means to be human, and sometimes we miss that in the people in front of us. So Next week, we're starting a series on Mother's Day for a few weeks, speaking about relationships, in the view of how we how we view people. So I really encourage you to come out uh, for that. But today we're celebrating the baptism of of six incredible people. I've had uh, the chance to uh, to hear part of their stories, to get to know to get to know them. Many of you know them as well and uh, part of our heart as a church community, we don't we don't, uh, you know, oblige people to share their stories because sometimes they're just—that's just not their nature. But we invite them to and welcome to. And these six have, have decided to do that, so we're we're um, we're very excited about that. And you're going to hear part of their journey, part of their uh, coming to faith and and uh, and knowing who Jesus is and beginning to follow Him as they take this step today. So that's what we're going to jump into right now. We're going to hear their stories and listen to them and get a chance to hear their heart and how they've come to understand God's heart as well. You ready for that? That's, that's part of that. So let's do that. We're gonna start with Stephanie and then we're gonna continue. So come, Steph. I yeah, sorry, sorry,
2: my fault, go
3: for it. Oh wow, is this is a very different perspective. This is a very different perspective, good morning. Um, so I have a pretty similar story, I think, to some of you. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I had Christian parents. I went to church on Sundays. Uh, some, most, I'd say most of my friends were Christian, and I even went to a Christian school. God has always been present in my life. It's funny, though. Even though God or Jesus had been so prevalent throughout my life, it still felt like it was a little bit removed like he was my parents' God, or the one from church or school. Nevertheless, I prayed to him, especially when I did bad things (laughs) or I got in trouble. I sang to him. I knew he existed and that he was present and that he loved me. I identified as a Christian. I I tried to do the right things. Um, I tried to be the best daughter, friend, student, and overall person. God was always a part of my life. As I grew older, I started to notice uh, the things that he was doing in my life, blessings that I used to attribute to my hard work and effort. I started to notice that I was having amazing things happen to me, even when I didn't earn or deserve them. I started to see moments of protection that weren't prepared for or designed by me. Then I had kids. (gasps) Oh, how I had kids. Yeah, two amazingly handsome boys, Jacob and Jackson. Not everything went as planned at the very beginning, complications plagued us, and yet I had this weird, inexplicable peace. I would say that right after I had kids is when I got to know God personally, and in my own way. I finally knew what it was to truly love something to a point of it hurting. I finally knew the worry that comes with love, the passion, the complete vulnerability, the dedication of love. I finally understood how God has always loved me, and I had no idea the whole time. I finally realized that although it felt that I took God with me everywhere, even at times when I didn't focus on him, he was always focused on me. I would look over my shoulder and knew he was present, whether I truly wanted him there or not. I am a fiercely independent woman, much to my husband and family's chagrin. I'm not the best with needing someone or something or taking help. I've learned through my life that you take care of yourself and you protect what's yours. You earn your stripes, you work hard, and you will get what you work for. Standing here today, years later, I see that I never did it by myself. God knew that about me and was still at work behind the scenes, which made his mercy that much sweeter. He protected me, he walked beside me. He saved my life on many occasions. And despite sometimes not putting him first, he always put me first. He gave me my amazing husband, who's coming up next, my loving family, my new incredible church home, and my exceptional boys. You can't, he get, you can't earn that. Those are gifts, especially life and salvation in Christ. Having been at Westside since October, I've had an opportunity to meet so many incredible people. I've never attended a church that felt like my own. I've never met people that I feel so welcomed and at home with. I now get to say I have, and I do, and thank you for that. This church gave me the opportunity to grow in my relationship with God. I've attended classes, I've spoken very frankly with members of this church, and have learned that while I cannot earn my way into a relationship with him, the things he does ask of us are important, one of those things being baptism. I never felt that baptism was a crucial part of my relationship with God. I always felt that my relationship with him was personal. I never hid my beliefs and I did my best to live his light, but the reality is God calls us to do this. That is why I'm doing this today. I get to proclaim my belief and love for the God that never gave up on me. I get to fulfill the little bit that he asks of me, so I will do it gladly. I'm here because he told me to be, and that's good enough for me. I'm excited to start this new part of my journey with God, my family, and my church family. I pray that I continue to move closer to Him, and by doing so, I bring others to Him as well. I want to be a living example of His power, forgiveness, and unconditional love. And I think this is a really good start. So, thank you.
4: good morning I'm not a wordsmith like my wife is so uh, you have to bear with me Um, first of all the worship today just spoke volumes to me maybe it's because I'm getting baptized today but Jesus is calling like that was very overwhelming to me Um, that being said um, before I came to know Jesus I had an idea of who he was Um, but I didn't have a personal relationship with him. Um, my exposure to Christianity was a traditional Catholic family, going to church every Sunday, um, but to me that was a task. It was an obligation. It wasn't coming from me wanting to go to church. It was just something we did, something we had to do or else we would get reprimanded. Uh, so growing up, I was more focused on worldly stuff. Uh, pursuits, and I didn't give much thought or time to anything to do with religion because religion to me was man-made. It was no relationship with, with God. However, fast forward to 2008 when I met my beautiful wife, and then that's when I started questioning everything I knew about Christianity. Stephanie being a Christ follower, uh, she made it very clear on our first date <laughs> that God came first no matter what. I didn't really get what that meant at the beginning, um, but then I soon found out or soon understood what that meant through her actions and the way she lived. I saw something in her that I had never seen before, in anyone, let alone a girl that I was pursuing. I began Looking to understand what following Christ really meant and God started showing me immediately through Stephanie through my my amazing in-laws and family and friends and through situations in my life I've had many losses in my life But the one constant that got me through it all was that I felt that God was present He has blessed me with a wife, Stephanie, and Jackson, and Jacob, and family, and friends that I could only dream of. And now, with fellowship and a community with this church family. His goodness, seriously, but seriously overflows every single day of my life. And for that, I thank him, and I thank all of you. The reality is that I thank my my wife for introducing me to Jesus, that I know today. Her love for him was evident, and it drew me closer to him. I started reading the Bible, attending church services that I actually understood, because it was in English. (laughs) And in words that I understood. Um, And over time, I began to understand why I want to accept Jesus as my Savior. The main reason I stand before you all today here is because I want to be faithful to our Lord and always listen to him and follow him. He has been faithful to me and has heard my prayers even when I didn't deserve it. So with that, I felt compelled to take the next step of obedience and publicly declare my faith through baptism. Following Jesus has been a journey of growth and transformation for me. I've experienced his grace and love in tangible ways and, in, and my life has been enriched by the relationships that he's created for me and the most important relationship that he's given me with him. I've gained so much because of him and I commit to live a life that is pleasing to God and to share his love with others because it's changed my life and I hope it could change others. I pray that I continue to seek him all the days of my life and glorify him with every opportunity I get. Thank you all for listening. God bless you.
5: Wow, there's a lot of you. Okay. Good morning. My name is Julia and I'm 19 years old. I've been coming to Westside since I was born, so there's never been a time that Westside wasn't my home. I grew up being very involved in the church. My relationship with the Lord has changed a lot throughout my life, but there's never been a time that I didn't believe that God existed. I always felt his presence and knew that he was there. The reason my relationship with him would sometimes change is because I constantly battled with why I believed in him. Having parents with a pastoral role in the church came with a lot of good, however, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't admit that some things affected me negatively, more than I would have liked them to. There were expectations I felt needed to be met, some from others, but some that I put on myself. I constantly asked myself if I believed in God because I experienced him for myself, because my parents or family wanted me to, or because the church wanted me to. This never stopped me from going to church and believing, but it did hinder me from growing and professing my belief. I've known that I was going to get baptized since I was a kid, but I'm only up here now because I needed to know that I was doing it because I myself love the Lord and want to declare it with all my heart. I've been told a lot of things by different people throughout my church life, some even hurtful and some that made me feel like my relationship with the Lord was not my own. I've learned that it is a beautiful thing to have people watch you grow into a person and as a follower of Christ, and that sharing your journey is awesome, but there's a personal aspect that I felt that I always felt was being affected or taken away from me. It took a lot of learning to discern that God has carried me my whole life and that he's not going to stop now, which is the reason I needed, to, I needed in order to know that I believed in him. I know now that I love the Lord and that I always have, and that's enough. He constantly reminds me that he is my creator and that is so much bigger than any expectation. He's blessed me with incredible friends and people who remind me who I am every single day. He's blessed me with amazing parents who have never failed to bring me the peace I need when I have questions. It's not easy to have parents in ministry, but they've loved me, helped me, and carried me through all of the hardest parts, and God knew that I needed that. He blessed me with a brother I can share my struggles with and navigate the hardest parts with. God has never let me go, so he won't let go of you. He's never let me down and he never will. Even if you don't feel him, I promise he's there. Don't let the thoughts and expectations of others hinder your relationship with the Lord, rather seek him and learn what it is like to truly know him for yourself. My relationship with the Lord is not determined by others. So with this, I'm confident to stand here today, or sit, (laughs) and say that I love Jesus with all my heart and I'm ready to continue to follow him for the rest of my life. And I wanted to share this passage with you today. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. Ephesians 4, 1-6.
6: Thank you. It is, the light's bright. So, hi, my name's Caitlin, and this is a little bit of my story and why why I'm here today. Growing up, I went to Catholic Church. I was baptized as a baby, where I did my first communion and my confirmation. For the better half of my childhood, I was surrounded by Catholic practices and doctrine. While these practices and doctrines weren't 100% bad, as I grew up, I started to have my own convictions about God and who he was, because during my time in the Catholic Church, I felt a huge disconnect. I had no connection or relationship with God and didn't know who he was. For the later part of my teenage years, I would, I would say that I completely lost an, an, an understanding of God and went as far as I could in pursuit of the truth because of my lack of a relationship and belief. At times, in all honesty, I believe that Christianity was discredited by scientific advancements and that faith became the abandonment of reason and re- for revelation and it became really hard for me to take my faith seriously because the abundance of evil and cruelty in the world discredited the Christian claim. My life before I began my journey in faith was rather normal. I was always preoccupied in high-level sports, volunteering in school. Although I wasn't attending church, I still recognized the application of religion, and I believed that the teachings of Christianity were morally sound. In some ways, I already had faith, but but did not know what I had faith in. As some of you know, Andrew and I have been best friends from the time I was 12 years old. He and his family have become an integral part of my journey with faith. They never forced me to come to church and they were mindful of my opinions and my convictions. Though it took time, they continuously encouraged me throughout the years and gave me space to develop a faith that is stronger today than I ever could have imagined. They were the reason I slowly but surely started to attend church. One of the reasons I was weary about giving my testimony this morning was because I could never pinpoint a specific moment in my, life that, in, in my life that drastically changed. When I hear or listen to testimonies, they are powerful stories about how God changed a person's life in a single moment, and they could talk about the, specific, the specificities of that moment. I didn't, I didn't know where I fit into that narrative because my journey of faith has not been revolutionary, In specific moments, rather it has been an evolutionary process that took years to be comfortable and confident. As I was walking, as I was talking to people about baptism and the trouble I had in writing my testimony, they said that regardless of people and their experiences, you have to have, to have a testimony, you can't have a testimony without a test. As I started to examine my own journey, I started to realize the subtle ways in which God was working in my life. The hardest part for me at the beginning was that, socially, I wasn't surrounded by many Christians. In fact, Andrew was probably my only Christian friend. So at the beginning, it was definitely difficult to call myself a follower of Christ while still going out on the weekends with my friends and living the same life they did. I was filling myself up with unfulfilling things that I was feeling, uh, and I was feeling the tension. As I started to put my trust in God, he started to work in my life. And as I look back, there was a shift in what I found fulfilling. As my faith started to develop, my desires and attitudes shifted um, to allocating my time and energy into things that would further his kingdom. I started to surround myself with people who lived their lives and spent their time in ways that encouraged my faith. As I look back on my journey prior to knowing God, um, my life was a dark tunnel and I was holding the candle. I was able to see my surroundings, but no guidance existed. With God, that dark tunnel still exists, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I know where my life is being led. God has shown me that every moment is enough, that access never leads to better things, but only piles on top of things that are already abundantly in front of you. His love and his goodness is is enough. One of the biggest changes in my life was when I came to the realization that my role as a believer was not to seek God and get him to give me everything I wanted, but to seek him because of him. We need to seek him for who he is and not what we want him to do for us. If you remember anything from today, I hope it... I hope it's that there's nothing stopping us from waking up each morning on fire for the Lord. Something I've learned is that a right view of God helps me wake up and fully go after what God has for each and every one of us. A healthy view of him and accepting what the Bible says about him is true. It doesn't necessarily take a whole season of processing. You have the Holy Spirit and you have the Bible, so you can pursue God's plan for you every day. His fullness is available now. God is pursuing each and every one of us and we just have to let him in. Thank you.
7: morning. Wow. (laughs) For those of you who don't know me, my name is Karina. I was raised in a Catholic home. I was baptized as an infant. During my younger years, my mother came to know the Lord personally, and we began attending church together. It was there that I came to know Jesus as my personal Savior at the age of 11. I've lived my life since that time with a desire to learn about love, please and serve the Lord. Over the last 30-something years, I didn't think too much about my need to be baptized as an adult. Having already been baptized as an infant, I believed I had a valid reason to be excused from baptism. I think I convinced myself it wasn't necessary for me. But really, I've always known what was holding me back. It was this. (laughs) I was super uncomfortable with the idea of being baptized in front of others. Not because I'm ashamed or quiet about what I believe or how I live my life, but rather the discomfort of being on display, which you could tell by my voice. Super uncomfortable. But over the last few years, I felt a real desire and an urgency to follow through in love and in obedience to what Jesus modeled to me. He set the example. He was baptized, and he commanded us to be baptized. I want to follow Jesus' example, and I want to honor God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I do. I love him, and I want to honor his commandments. So uh, with full understanding the, of the significance of baptism and in response and in love, I really want to be baptized today. Wow, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nervous to be baptized. I want to be baptized. I don't want to live my version of life. I want Jesus' story to be the center. I want to lift him up in all that I do, and I eagerly await for him to continue to transform me and to be at work in me. I am committed to walking with and living for Jesus. And so today, I declare to my children, to my husband, to my family, to my community, and to all of you that Jesus is Lord of my life.
8: Richard, uh, When I sent my uh, story to Pastor Dave, I sent it through text. Um, I felt like it was short enough for him to read it right away. But he never replied to me, so I, <laughs> I had to follow up the next day to make sure he read it. So, And then he said to me, uh, uh, please send it through email. And So I sent it to him by email, and right away, immediately he replied to me. So I felt like I was convinced that my story was short enough for him to read it through text. (laughs) So it's not going to be long. Um, Over the last seven years, I felt like I have been living in darkness. I was very selfish. Uh, This has greatly impacted my family, uh, my finances, my marriage, my relationship with others. Um, It felt like my life was without a uh, a purpose. I have struggled to come back to faith. Um, but over the last three months I have been consistently attending Westside gathering and God began begin to renew my life and my faith he has provided some light in my dark past and found found myself uh, with a renewed purpose my desire to know him and to know his mission has intensified uh, I began to notice some changes in my life uh, in ways that I know only God can do. I can now see the path of godliness, goodness, and righteousness in Christ. In this process, God has begin, has been restoring my relationship with my family and with others. I no longer live in shame and condemnation, but rather um, in love, peace, and I found in love and peace that I found in Jesus. Though I was baptized already as a teenager and detoured from that path uh, for years, I wanted to get baptized today to mark the day in which I died to my sins, to my old self, and be alive in Christ. I want to follow him in surrender, trust him to help me overcome the battles ahead and to be faithful servant until the end.
1: Richard outed me on texts and emails. I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's wasn't that wonderful to hear their stories. God is so good, um, so incredible. Uh, I'm glad that I read all those earlier because I had uh, had moments of uh, just kind of really deep moments with the Lord, and especially reading my daughters. You could imagine, I think every line I cried, but today I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I want to read a verse for you, just to kind of bring together what, what, what's been happening and what's going to happen today. It's Romans 6. It's the Apostle Paul writing to a first century church in Rome, and those who have been following Christ and learning and growing, and, and he writes this to them. He, at first he asks them a question, and then he clarifies it. He says, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We too may live a new life. I hope you caught that from some of the stories this morning. You know, I think there's something about each of us here, me included, and whether you know Jesus or not, whether you consider yourself a Christian or not, I think this is true of you too. I think you hunger for life. I think there's a hunger in us for life. Yesterday, I was, happened to chat with a neighbor, and I was so surprised because we've never talked about deep issues of life or faith, and this was over the fence, right? Like I was cleaning my yard, he was cleaning his yard, and then all of a sudden, he started, we started talking about purpose. And uh, is there life after death? And is, you know, as a mechanical engineer, he's kind of like avoided it and starting to think about it. And it just reminded me, all of us hunger for life. All of us hunger for life. Some of us feel life is fleeting, like it's kind of just like leaving us or it's short. Some of us feel like life is fragile. Some of us feel like life is like a fury or a flurry, like it just goes by so fast. And we wish we could, you know, capture the time. Um, the beauty of, of coming to know Jesus is that we, we can come into a new life as we surrender the old life, and we can f- discover something new in Christ, and we just read that from Paul, and each story we heard today represents this journey, and you heard all, you know, it's all the different parts of their journey. I mean, you can tell that all their stories uh, were different, and it represented their own uh, aspects of life, but it was all grounded in something beyond themselves, which was Jesus, and grounded in his death and his resurrection and his lordship. And one of the reasons I love that we get to hear these stories and why I encourage them, I, I would, I, probably almost all of them, when we had sat for this baptism uh, discussion, were their initial bent is, I don't talk in front of anybody, you know? So I'm like, it's okay, you don't have to. And so I feel like maybe I've coached them along the way to now speak. Did I manipulate you guys? <laughs> No, no. But it's amazing because as they wrote their stories, they started to even see who God is in their lives. And the beauty, I think one of the beauty that, that many of us discovered even reworking through the idea of baptism is that the whole church gets to, gets to see God's, like a little bit of what God is doing in our lives, you know? And so thank you guys for being vulnerable and, and sharing those moments. But I bet you they're, they're yeah, you can clap for them, yes. <clears throat> But I I have a sense that in a crowd like this, there's probably two responses to stories that you've heard. One response is, oh, wow, they've achieved something. Oh, wow, they've arrived. Oh, wow, they're getting baptized or they're now a Christian. And so maybe a great ending or achievement or maybe a new beginning. And maybe that's how you respond. Maybe there's some in this room that say, oh, wow, they didn't push all the right gospel buttons. Like, they didn't quote all the right verses. They didn't really tell us why they're getting baptized. Like, did they say all the confessions of faith properly? And maybe in your mind, your response is, have they articulated their faith well enough to get baptized? So sometimes we have these two responses. Oh, they've achieved this? Or I don't know if they've really articulated everything. But see, this is the beauty of this, is their journey isn't finished. It's in process. And uh, like many of us are in process. You heard my daughter's story, which connects our stories. And uh, she didn't tell you this. She doesn't mind that I I say this because I asked her already, but um, most summers uh, at a local pool in DDO, Julia probably baptized herself 17 times. Um, Every time she'd enter water, be like, what are you doing, Julia? Oh, I'm just baptizing myself. And I'm like, so she's probably been baptized 785 times, between summer pools and vacations and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But that, that, the beauty of that, the beauty of that is that's part of her journey. That's part of her process. Something was brewing in her mind. I got baptized at a very young age, younger than everybody here. I was only 13 years old. So it was a very short span from in terms of like me fully understanding Christ to getting baptized but my journey since baptism has been long and deep and more robust in fact, I can identify several shifts along my journey since baptism where I've come to grow even more devoted to Christ and come to understand his lordship in so, many, so much stronger ways and come to understand the beauty of the gospels in ways I just didn't get it at 13 or 15 or 20 or 40 Like even in the last decade, there's been just, just God has done wonderful things through the scripture and through our community that has taught me even more what it means to follow him and love him and serve him. And so it's really a journey. And the the importance of what's happening today, and maybe what has already happened in some of your lives is that baptism is an immersion into the life that God makes available through his son, Jesus, this new life. Yes, it's a decision. Yes, it's an act. Yes, it's retelling God's salvation story in baptism. Yes, it's not only it's getting baptized into Christ and into his body, but it's also stepping into this life, responding to God. Baptism is a response. One of the verses we read today, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. Peter, as he's telling this church, he, he says something interesting. He says, you know, water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. The version we read earlier said a response to God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus. And Peter affirms, it's not that baptism saves you, it saves you through the resurrection of Jesus. It's in us... Um, being baptized into Christ's death and burial and resurrection that saves us. The water doesn't clean our body. The water doesn't clean our behavior. But they, us, many, have made this faithful commitment to Christ. So if I could summarize it in two phrases, I'd say it this way. Baptism is receiving something God has already done. And even those you can tell by some of their stories, God has already done something in their life. And this moment of baptism is, is part of that receiving what God has done in them. And maybe you've been baptized and that's part of that. Baptism is receiving something God has already done. But baptism is also responding. It's responding. It's something we do as we associate with Jesus, as we follow Christ, as we sit under his lordship. So important. So here's these two sides of this. There's new life that's reflected in baptismal waters. There is, but I want us to understand, as I've understood over, I don't know if it's 35 years or something, that baptism is also something we live out every day, that's also a journey. So baptism does reflect the new life we find in Christ and does reflect what God's already done, but baptism is something we live out uh, day by day, moment by moment. So as we celebrate these baptisms today, Um, we celebrate, we celebrate with those who are being baptized because they are in this moment in a public way receiving what God has already done for them, what many of them have already experienced. But it's also a reminder for those of you who are baptized. And I'm not going to ask you to lift your hand or give us a date or tell us how long. I've already told you part of my story. But it is, it's a reminder for your own baptism. It's a reminder for when you were baptized and you might have had detours and shifts and, you know, forks along the road and obstacles and ups and downs and maybe moments where you're like, am I even a Christian? And, and then yet you look back and say, no, I'm living out my baptism. It's a reminder for you, but it's also for some in the room, it's a new invitation for some who are watching online. It's a new invitation. It's a new invitation to explore Jesus to explore this new life that he longs for you, that he longs for us, to explore what it means. And and I know Christian language could be odd if you're not used to it, like baptized into his death, into his burial, into his resurrection. Like that, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with Christian scriptures or Christian teaching, that does sound odd. But the promise of that as we've you know, come to realize and many of us in our own lives have come to affirm it leads to new life. The longing that every single person we lock eyes with has already deep in their heart. And that's an invitation to you to explore with us. To maybe your next step is joining us next Sunday. Maybe your next step is, is, uh, is inquiring, oh, what does this look like? What does this mean? And we'd love to come and walk along, alongside you. I'm gonna invite Joe Frizzle to come up with me. We wanna pray for those who are getting baptized. Um, but as he, come up, as he comes up, I wanna pray with you, just um, with you. Before we pray for them, I wanna pray with you. Joe, you can grab this mic after. But let's just, take, let's just pause for a moment. And maybe it's helpful if your eyes are closed. It's up to you. You can just do whatever you wish but we just wanna just make this, just a, a real open space in this moment for those who are getting baptized today, just in this, in this moment before they step into, water, into the waters, for them just to, um, just to be present to this moment and to be present to the God of this moment, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For some here that have already been baptized and this moment is a reminder for you, is a reminder of, what you are called to live out. And even right now, in this moment, in this space, that you would just be present to God. Maybe the Lord's bringing that moment back to your memory. Maybe you're thinking of moments where you have processed that decision and grew into that decision. Maybe there's areas where you're reflecting and you just need to come openly before the Lord and say, Lord, I have not been fully living out my baptism. Please, please work deeply in my heart. And maybe there's some here today and I just wanna give you a space just to be open to the Lord. Maybe you showed up today and you didn't imagine a moment where you could just be open to God and I just wanna give you that moment. Because God loves you, God is for you. God sent his son to rescue you, God's promise is new life in Jesus. And I just invite you in this moment to, even to make a decision or a step towards moving towards him or even just exploring him. God loves when we explore him, he's not afraid of that. Our Heavenly Father, you know each and every one of us here, and you know where all of us are in this moment, and where we are in relationship with you. And we just, in this open space, we just come before you, and invite you to work deeply in us. But particularly those who are thinking of their baptism, or those who are here today, and wondering what a next step might be. God, would you just be so faithful and help us discern your voice in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Joe, would you pray for, oh, amen, awesome. Yeah. Go for it.
2: Um, well, you guys may or may not know, thank you for your decisions today, but a lot of prayer has gone into today by your families, your friends, and even members of this church, as everyone's been praying, that uh, people would come to know Christ follow his lordship and make these confessions of faith so thank you because uh your decisions today encourage us as we get to see answered prayer so thank you so much so uh those who can would you mind uh standing let's pray over them all right let's pray father thank you so much for this day lord Father, we thank you for these decisions. We thank you for the encouragement in each one of us for answered prayer and that you're working in and through us, God, in your calling, and your speaking to each one of us and to this, these six people today. We thank you, God, for the work you've been doing in and through them, God, um, for just different periods of time, but just speaking to them and making yourself real to them. We thank you. God, your word reminds us that um, just as those who uh, Moses led out of Egypt were um, baptized into Moses through the cloud and through the sea, Lord, and they all partook of um, the same spiritual food and drink, God, we have an opportunity in a similar way to partake of the body and the blood of Christ, God, the one who is deemed to have more glory than Moses, God, the one who can truly save us and deliver us, Lord, from sin, God, from the consequences of our decisions. God, we thank you that we can have newness of life. And Lord, we pray for these people making these decisions today, Lord, that you would help them um, on each of their journeys, Lord, to um, not be burdened by the old self, that they would be able to lay aside the old self, and the sin that entangles us. God, that they would arise in newness of life. Father, we pray that you would fill them fresh with your Holy Spirit, God. Pray that you would make them fruitful to lives of holiness. God, we pray that you would help them to not just feel, but to know that you are a good, good Father. A Father who would never leave them or forsake them, Lord. Father, that you were there with them in the good times and the hard times and the very, very hard times. You are there. Father, we're grateful for new brothers and sisters in Christ. God, we pray that you would use them in mighty ways, Lord, and that we look forward to what you are going to do in and through them uh, as you would use the gifts that you've given them to minister to the body of Christ, Lord. We thank you for their lives. God, bless them guide them, I pray that you would help us as a church to continue to pray for them, to encourage them, to point them to you, and Father, we thank you for these decisions of baptism, we celebrate, but God, in baptism, it's also a proclamation that Jesus has secured the victory as we rise to this newness of life, just as Jesus rose and conquered the grave, Lord. You've given us hope, hope of everlasting life, and hope of yourself. So we thank you, and we pray that you continue to bless this day. We love you. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope this message helps guide you on your spiritual journey of discovering the life and message of Jesus. We update this podcast weekly, so why not hit subscribe and journey with us? Who are we? Westside Gathering is a local church in the West Island of Montreal. We're a simple community of faith where we want you to feel welcome, even if you're not into church or religion. We meet every Sunday, but you can also find smaller groups, environments, and resources for all ages between Sundays. Find out more at westsidegathering.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo. We'd love to hear from you. Ask a question, ask for help, or let us know how we can pray for you. If you'd like to contribute financially, just go to westsidegathering.com
6: forward slash giving. Until next time, peace.